You're listening to the ACB Advocacy Update. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Advocacy Update podcast. This is Clark Rockfall, Director of Advocacy and Governmental Affairs for the American Council of the Blind. And thank you to everyone who is listening over ACB radio or streaming or downloaded over their favorite podcast player. To find out more information about the American Council of the Blind, you can always visit acb.org, as well as reach out to our national office at advocacy at acb.org. So today I'm joined by Executive Director of ACB, Eric Bridges, as well as our still newly elected uh, president, member president, Dan Spoon. And we're going to be taking a, a look back at 2019 in ACB, uh, as well as what's coming up in 2020. So Eric, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Clark. It's good to be with you. Thank you. And I believe this is not your first podcast rodeo. Not my first podcast rodeo, but it's been a while since you guys have let me be on here. I don't know if you find me embarrassing or or what the deal is. We, what is the deal? I believe there was a resolution <laughs> passed at the last convention to yeah. limit Eric's exposure. It's probably a good thing. Outside of ACB. Yeah. However, there were no resolutions passed limiting the exposure of our guest joining us by phone, Mr. Dan Spoon. How are you doing? Hello, Clark. I'm great. Hi, Eric. Uh, happy holidays to everybody. It's mm-hmm. hard to believe that it's already uh, near the end of December here, and it's been uh, six months since our uh, convention in uh, Rochester, New York. So it's an exciting time to look back over the last six months and look ahead for the next year. Yeah, and the, the changes to ACB leadership are some of the most visible changes that occur. Uh, just because we have the public vote at the convention. Uh, Obviously, Kim Charlson is now our immediate past president, um, and Dan Spoon is now the president. But there's been a lot of other changes going on in the organization as well. Um, For example, I joined ACB in February of 2019, and it has been just a roller coaster of a ride. Um, I don't know when you guys sleep around here (laughs) there's just so much going on yeah you used to be new except you're not anymore um you've been here what going on 10 months right there you go february 11th was your first day right then uh it's been quite a year hasn't it a lot of a lot of a lot of stuff and learning curve yeah and that's one of the reasons i was so excited to join acb this year um just the work that is done in the, the national office touches on so many issue areas, uh, different arenas and venues, and has you know, the real potential and possibility to impact just so many aspects of people's lives, especially people who are blind or visually impaired or living with vision loss. Everything from education, employment, um, older Americans with vision loss, as well as digital accessibility, transportation, healthcare, and you name it, we do it. Yeah, ranging from stuff like a meeting that we had recently with the head of uh, U.S. public policy for Samsung, as well as Be My Eyes, Ira. Uh, You've 
you've done a lot of things this year. It's, it's great to have you on the team. Well, thank you. And as you said, I'm not the newest member of ACB. No, actually, the newest member of ACB will ultimately be my son uh, this week. <laughs> <laughs> By the time you hear this podcast, a, a new baby Bridges will uh, likely be in this world, which is great. And he's already an at-large member, Indeed. by the way. Yeah, he's minted. <laughs> Pre-minted. Um, but uh, quite, quite literally, the, the, the newest member of the ACB uh, team is Cindy Van Winkle. Uh, who oversees all of our, our membership engagement and outreach. And uh, she joined us in June, right before our national conference and convention, and uh, works out of our Minneapolis office. And uh, she's been tremendous. Uh, folks who are members of ACB uh, likely recognize her name uh, because she's been an, an active uh, member and leader within ACB at the at the state and national level, um, but she's been a member for over 30 years, and she's from Washington State originally. So great to have her on the team, and there's a lot of really exciting stuff uh, to come in 2020. Yeah, and many folks have probably received a, a phone call or outreach from Cindy and her posse. They're they're doing a lot of work with the affiliates to understand where our affiliates are, what is important to the members, um, and how she can support their current members as well as uh, their affiliate growth. So in addition to bringing on new faces and strengthening existing programs, uh, Dan, there's been a, a little bit of restructuring to the ACB membership committees. Uh, that's right, Clark. Uh, we, uh, you know, we, people may not realize this, but inside of ACB, we have uh, 38 committees and task force. So, uh, you know, they range from everything from, from advocacy to international relations to multicultural affairs to scholarships and awards and uh, just all kinds of different uh, committees. And so as we looked at filling the new committee chairs for this year, uh, first we reached out and, and really wanted to, uh, you know, make an appeal to our general membership uh, to get some new people involved in our committee structure. And uh, we were fortunate enough to have a, a hundred new members that reached out and wanted to be involved in committee. So we took our existing leaders and we added new faces and voices to them uh, and were able to get all our committees staffed. But uh, through conversations, you know, Eric and myself and others have had, we realized that it's really hard to do the day-to-day -day business of ACB uh, with our staff and 38 committees. So we felt like there was a need to put a kind of a layer um, in between there that could be a gathering point for the different key programs inside of ACB. We have nine of them. They're convention, advocacy, member and affiliate services, information and peer support, scholarship and awards, audio description project, uh, public awareness, management and administration, and development and fundraising. And so we felt like if we could 
really take these nine uh, programs and build our committees around them, we could have the benefit of having board input, staff input, and committee chair input all at a steering committee level. So we worked really hard to put those nine program steering committees in place here over the first six months. And they're ably chaired by you know, members of our staff and uh, members of our ACB volunteer membership. So, uh, and, you know, yes. And, and how does adding these steering committees impact the, the work of the committee? Uh, you know, is it, is it a, another layer of bureaucracy? Just, is it gonna bog things down? Um, what's, what's your vision for how this is going to work? Well, we truly, you know, you, you always worry when you put a, a, an additional layer uh, in an organization, but we really see it as a way not to create more bureaucracy, but to create more collaboration and more ability to set priorities and a list of, uh, you know, action plans and action steps for our organization. So, we want to make sure that our staff, our board, and our committee chairs are all in sync and working on the most important things to improve the lives of our blind and visually impaired community. And so uh, we believe that uh, you know each, each chair of a committee, if we take advocacy for example, we have Clark uh, from the staff who will be our staff lead. We have Ron Brooks from Arizona who will be our volunteer uh, member lead. Uh, then we have Mark Reichert, who's our first vice president, that'll be our officer liaison. And then we have committee chairs that will be part of the steering committee from transportation, information access, environmental access, uh, resolutions, rehab issues task force, special education task force. So we're going to have a lot of folks that uh, have input and we believe this will give us a chance to really focus on the most important issues that are affecting our community. And we're doing that across all nine programs. So we've had, uh, to me at least, I've, I've seen a lot of energy, uh, a lot of um, uh, you know, new spirit and camaraderie that's being developed. We had a wonderful public awareness uh, steering committee meeting yesterday, and it was good to hear all the voices and all the, uh, all the energy and the ideas coming forward. So. It's, a, it's an opportunity to incubate and, and, and put thoughts and plans together, but also a place to hold each other accountable where we create, a, create an action plan uh, with some smart objectives that we can really work to throughout uh, the 2020 campaign. That's great. I know I'm excited to work with the, the Advocacy Steering Committee and Ron Brooks was the former chair of the Transportation Committee. He's now the, the chair of the Steering Committee. And it's going to be a very useful tool to make sure that we're all, you know, we're all in this boat together. We need to make sure that we're all rowing in the same direction and that we can prioritize our expertise as well as our objectives. Uh, so thank you for facilitating that change. And that's not the only change that's going on, on within ACV. Eric, we've, um, well, the members have voted, and or at least the board anyway, and we have new core values, a diversity statement, as well as a vision statement. Uh, will you talk about the importance of some of those changes as well? Sure. Yeah. So really, the beginning of, of this year, there was a, a, a small leadership team that really looked at, you know, 
the vision for ACB over the next five years? What do we want to be? And really, um, you know, what, what came from that is that we want to be you know, the chief influencer in the blind community, sort of at the top level. And so, you know, what does that mean? And, you know, really, ultimately what that means is whenever, you know, the government, corporate America, or other entities are uh, engaging on issues that relate to the blind and visually impaired community, that they would come to us. We would be their primary, uh, you know, resource for things relating to to blindness or visual impairment. And so part of that, you know, exercise was really about uh, identifying, uh, you know, a, a vision statement. We, we've, we have a very solid mission statement, but a, an actual vision statement for, you know, what we want to be able to do. And to go along with that, some core values, which really are the, you know, the organizational blocks for for the leadership as well as employees. You know, what what are these sorts of behaviors that we want to display, or or that you know, we really need to have our employees and leaders display in order for us to to, to move forward um, as an as an you know, as an organization in a, in a, not necessarily a new direction, but just in a, in a, in an exciting, energetic fashion over the next few years. How can we live by those? And so and those Eric, were both adopted at the summer uh, convention, the, con, uh, the convention board meeting. And before you share some of those core values, I just wanted to share the, the new ACB vision statement. Very professional. And that is to create a society without barriers for the blind and visually impaired community through advocacy, public awareness, collaboration, and support. Yeah. And so our, you know, our core values really fit into that. Uh, We've got five of them. Uh, Honesty and integrity. Flexibility, collaboration, uh, initiative, and and respect. Respect, and so all of those really do fit in um, with you know where we're trying to go, um, the sorts of folks that we want to have in leadership as well as on the team, um, and you know I feel I feel very strongly that. You know, uh, the team, the current team that we have, um, you know, the, the staff very much uh, represents those core values. And it's, um, you know, we're, we're building a, a culture inside the organization um, by, you know, hiring folks that, that, that represent those core values, but literally going out and doing this work and representing ACB with those core values every day. And um, it, it's incredibly important that, that this culture um, continues to, to, to be part of, of the organization because uh, we'll be able to, to grow and do, and frankly do things that we never thought we could do. 
And these core values and this vision statement, it's not only for ACB leadership and ACB members uh, internally, it's how we work and how we portray ourselves externally as well. Um, and we're also looking to partner and collaborate with other organizations who share these goals. And one way that we're doing that is by standing up an advisory board. Yeah, so the advisory board um, concept has been with ACB for, gosh, what, Dan, probably seven years uh, or so, seven or eight years. <clears throat> yeah, I believe it was approved in uh, the convention of 2013 in Columbus. So, yeah. So really over the last year, year and a half, we wanted to take a look at, across the organization. Where did we have subject matter expertise? And where were or are there gaps in our, you know, our, our own knowledge? What do we want to be doing? What, what can't we do right now that we need um, somebody with, with background to assist? And so we looked at the advisory board and began to really think about, okay, so a lot of advisory boards are utilized for, they're just donors more or less. What we wanted to do was to really have a working advisory board to, to go out and identify individuals that brought uh, different talents, frankly, talents that, that we need uh, inside the organization to help uh, guide the leadership of, of ACB uh, through some th fairly significant projects um, to enable the organization to do more, to provide more and better services and programs for our members, but also, frankly, for, for the broader community as well. So in... Uh, Gosh, probably April of this year, we selected five uh, individuals to really become the the initial uh, class of advisory board members for the American Council of the Blind. And uh, we had our first face-to-face -face meeting with the advisory <clears throat> the advisory board on October 9th. And uh, I think it's safe to say that these individuals uh, bring to ACB uh, a lot of passion, a lot of expertise, but the one uh, commonality that they all have is they really care about ACB and mm -hmm. its well-being and the future growth of ACB. So, you know, they, they came to it knowing the organization uh, and wanting to provide their, their time and talents. Yeah. So that's a brief overview of just some of the internal changes and adaptations and evolution that's occurred at ACB through 2019. Um, we've had some public policy successes as well. For those who are frequent listeners to the podcast, you know that Representatives Maloney and Bill Arrakis reintroduced the Low Vision Devices Bill, also known as the Medicare Demonstration of Coverage for Low Vision Devices Act. 
Also, Senators Markey and Capito, as well as Representatives Cartwright and McKinley have reintroduced the Cogswell-Macy Act. Uh, those are two uh, long-standing priorities for ACB to provide greater access to uh, low vision devices through Medicare and to expand the tools, technology, and techniques available uh, to special education teachers and schools to teach children with, uh, with vision loss as well as hearing loss. Uh, those two bills aren't the only priorities that we've been advancing this year. Uh, so whether it's through resolution at our annual convention or comments filed with the Federal Communications Commission, we've been taking steps to expand and strengthen uh, the, the amount of audio described material as well, as well as its availability and its availability through technology with accessible user interfaces. And one thing that we've noticed this year, Eric, is just the plethora of audio described content available over streaming services. Yes, Clark, a plethora of pinatas. Uh, so it is crazy to look at <clears throat> really the last year it, uh, with regard to streaming services and then compare it to the actual required amount of described content on network and cable TV. Um, the, the streaming services now dwarf <laughs> network and cable TV in terms of the amount of hours described. And the interesting part of that is that it's not required over the streaming services. Uh, it is over, over cable and, and, and network TV through the CBAA. I will say a lot of that work uh, with the streaming services has stemmed from our own successful advocacy mm -hmm. um, over the last few years, starting with Netflix uh, and getting them to uh, audio describe their original series and moved on to Amazon. Um, the, I think, successful settlement of a lawsuit with Hulu uh, at the end of last year and now uh, Apple TV Plus, um, which has some of the very best audio description, uh, eight different languages of audio description on all of their original series. <clears throat> but then, you know, we also have Disney Plus that provides audio description. And uh, I think Peacock, uh, the, uh, the Comcast uh, streaming service also has audio description. So it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of hours of described content, um, a lot of hours that I don't have time to, to check out, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, it's, it's a great time to be uh, blind and into entertainment, isn't it, Dan? It really is, and uh, you know, I would pre direct everybody to uh, acb.org slash ADP. Uh, for audio description projects. So again, acb.org slash ADP. And there you can see an actual listing of the over 3,500 audio described titles that are now available through all of these stream ser streaming services plus, you know, our normal broadcast and cable channels. So it's really a pretty uh, 
amazing step forward for our community over the last two or three years. It's, it's really, really exciting. And I really believe ACB is on the forefront of, um, of advocating for these services and being the one that is out there uh, providing really the the best site in in the world to to understand what's available. We have at least two of the major uh, telecommunication companies that reference acb.org/adp as the place to go to even know about their own audio described content. So it's pretty exciting. And these revelations in the streaming space stem back to. Uh, you know, just the great work of ACB of 10 years ago and the momentous passage of the Communications and Video Accessibility Act. And that is a, a drum that our members and the national office here at ACB will keep beating uh, to make sure that not only is content audio described, but that advanced communication services are accessible and video user interfaces uh, have accessible menus and play controls, um, not only in the entertainment space, but wherever and on whatever technology two-way communication and is used and video services are provided. So if you're tweeting from a refrigerator or you're watching a video on, I don't know, your thermostat, your, your <laughs> ring doorbell, you can be, you can rest assured that ACV will make sure that those features and those services are accessible to our members. Just a little foreshadow of potential 2020 uh, type advocacy. Right. And speaking of 2020. Ooh, and seamless. Yeah, looking forward to the future. Uh, we, I mean, we'd be remiss if we did not plug the DC leadership meetings coming up at the end of February here in Alexandria, Virginia. Uh, President Spoon will be leading the affiliates meeting. Um, as well presidents as meeting. Affiliate mm -hmm. presidents meeting as well as the board, board meeting that week. Dan, uh, I'm sure you already have an agenda set, speakers lined up and tickets booked, right? Oh, most certainly. Well, I do have the tickets booked, Clark. I've got <laughs> that part in place. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, it's gonna be the what 22nd through the 25th of February. Uh, so the board meeting is on Saturday, the, the 22nd. Then we go into the uh, affiliate president's meeting on the 23rd, the legislative uh, seminar on the 24th, and uh, and then the walk on Capitol Hill and the, the visit to our uh, to our legislators on on the 25th. So it's really a an action packed. What's almost it, it's not a weekend anymore. It's the it's the majority of a week, uh, and it's. Um, it's really a very exciting time uh, for our members uh, to uh, learn a lot. Uh, we have some excellent speakers, panels. Uh, we're going to have even more breakout uh, workshop discussions this year. Uh, and then, you know, the highlight, of course, Clark, is you and Claire and the legislative seminar and, and then heading off to Capitol Hill and having a chance to actually visit the offices of our, of our elected officials. And for those who have never attended the DC leadership meetings before, but would like to this year, uh, Cindy Van Winkle hosted a great webinar for first time attendees. Um, we did that over the Zoom meeting platform. It was open to all members. 
that was done at the beginning of December. If you missed it, no worries. It's archived on ACB Radio and is currently playing in their special events feature. Uh, and it is something that we plan to do more of in the future is hold webinars like that to not only bring information directly to the members, but then also uh, share in a Q&A session so we can make sure that everyone is getting the most from ACB and that we know what our members care about. Uh, again, looking forward to 2020. The the legislative agenda is is not quite finalized. We're working through that. And as most people know here in Washington, uh, priorities and vehicles, legislative vehicles that are moving can always change, uh, change on a dime. So you have to be flexible and nimble. I will say that going forward into 2020, uh, and especially finishing out 2019, a lot of our time and focus has been spent in the, the space of digital accessibility. Uh, which we've touched on with accessible user interfaces and audio description, but also transportation, everything from working with airlines to make sure that service animals are treated with respect while traveling on airplanes and through airports, uh, working with Amtrak to make sure that stations and trains are accessible, all the way down to pedestrian safety. You know, there's a resolution at our annual convention on installing accessible pedestrian signals at more crosswalks. And currently the ACB chapter in Chicago has a lawsuit that's now pending with the city because they've been very slow to implement accessible pedestrian signals. So that's just a quick tease of items that will be coming up, but I also want to hear from Eric and Dan on where you guys think ACB is headed here in 2020. Well, Clark, one other advocacy issue I'd like to mention, and I know you and Claire and the team have done a lot of work on that this year, uh, but we've really, one of the, you know, the, the topics that we just hear over and over again from our membership is the advances that are going on with healthcare and how do we make these new devices accessible for our community? And I know we're, we're trying to figure out what the right ties are to make that happen, but I just want everybody to know that we, we understand what our diabetic community is going through and people with other health issues, and that ultimately we know, we know what the problem is. We've just got to work at finding the solution. But uh, our folks should have equal opportunity to be able to uh, read uh, devices and be able to manage independently their health care. And it's really uh, something that is, is important. I mean, it's, it's truly a life-saving issue. And so we, we will continue to work on that and focus on that through 2020. That's great, Dan. Thank you for that. And not only for folks to access their medical devices, uh, but also for a, a population with, in some cases, limited access to transportation. We wanna make sure that folks have access to either telehealth services or remote diagnostic equipment. And we wanna make sure that those interfaces and those communication services are accessible to our community and our members as well. Uh, 
And another avenue to pursue accessibility is through the partnerships with or companies like Orcam. And Eric, there's a, a promotion right now with yeah. Orcam and ACV <clears throat> members, and I'm sure that's an avenue that we're looking to explore more Absolutely. of in the future. Yeah. So, you know, Orcam uh, is giving 10% off their device for ACV members. Uh, you can go up on our site, acv.org, and learn more about it. Uh, but earlier this year, we also had <clears throat> a member benefit uh, promotion with IRA. We're exploring other opportunities with uh, with corporations, be they in the blindness field or uh, just more broadly within corporate America. So I would envision that we would see some more of these uh, member benefit partnerships in 2020, most certainly. That's great. And, and of course, Clark, we've got our, our exciting uh, convention coming up uh, in July. July 3rd through the 10th in Schaumburg, Illinois, just right outside in the suburbs of uh, Chicago. And uh, it's really a, a wonderful uh, hotel, a Renaissance Hotel, uh, beautiful facility. Uh, we had an opportunity to have our fall board meeting there this year and uh, uh, really, uh, really a great venue. It's uh, within uh, two miles of the Woodfield Mall, which is one of the largest malls in the country, uh, with all kinds of shops and restaurants. So uh, we, we, uh, we're going to have to have exciting uh, uh, panels and programs and topics this year to keep everybody inside the hotel. But uh, I, I think it is just a wonderful venue. Yeah. And as we move here into 2020, first, I just want to say thank you for everyone uh, who shared the journey with us through 2019. As you can tell, it's been a jam-packed year of internal changes and progress, uh, both to the culture and systems of ACB, as well as on the policy and advocacy front. And those will continue into 2020. So acb.org, our website, is the best place to stay up to date with announcements surrounding the DC leadership meetings. Uh, hotel rooms are going fast. You can jump on the website to register and more information will be forthcoming about the ACB conference and convention in Schaumburg, Illinois. Also, tis the season to be charitable and generous. If uh, you go to acb.org and you look for the donate button, you can give. And uh, your contribution to this organization um, is obviously greatly appreciated. As you've just heard, we're undertaking quite a lot of, of really what, what I would consider uh, transformational change. Uh, it's, it's work that, that I and myself and Dan and the leadership are, are very proud of. And uh, we're, we're taking ACB in a, in a in a really good 21st century direction and would love your financial support so if you can please give and dan thank you for joining us any closing thoughts here as we wrap up the year and recharge for 2020 oh clark i just want to say thank you for uh, uh having me on the podcast today it was exciting to be a uh, part of the conversation and i really am looking forward to just a a truly energized 2020, I think, 
we are on the uh, impetus of, of just huge changes uh, moving forward. I, I feel the energy, and uh, we've just got a lot of, uh, you know, new faces. We're uh, going to be, uh, you know, bringing on a full-time development director here uh, over the next couple of months. You'll see a posting go out for that here just in a, in a few weeks. And uh, it's just a, uh, it's really an exciting time to be part of our organization. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're blind or visually impaired or have an interest in the blind and visually impaired community and are not a member now, again, go, please go to acb.org and, and sign up and become a member. We're, we, we're looking for your partnership and your participation and uh, together we are going to make a difference. Thanks so much, Dan. And as Dan and Eric said, the acb.org website is the best place for news and announcements as well as to make an online donation. Um, and if you want to share any advocacy issues or topic requests with ACB, please email us at advocacy at acb.org. So everyone, thanks again for tuning in. Thanks for spending you know, part of your holiday season with us. And we will check back in with you all in 2020. So close this podcast the same way we do all others. Keep advocating. Keep advocating.